As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is... Warriors All-82. No, I am not Anthony Slater. Anthony Slater's, uh, he's here, but he's in the shooting position. I'm the point guard tonight. I'm playing off ball tonight. I'm looking at you. I'm like, I'm open, bro. I'm open. Uh, we, we, we need to hear the clap. If I don't hear the clap, I don't see it. The, how about the Kevin Durant penguin slap? Yeah, they used yeah, to call yeah, that in Oklahoma City <laughs> when, when Russell Westbrook went and uh, got him the ball. We're here after the Warriors 122-114 uh, win, which was almost a choke job. But as we've said on Warriors Plus Minus, uh, the Kings might be the better team, but the Warriors have number 30, and that was the difference tonight. We actually have a representative from the Sacramento Kings media. His name is Donnie Simpson from KBLX. What's going on, Hunter Patterson? <laughs> Donnie <laughs> Simpson? Well, did you just make that name up on the fly? No, Donnie Simpson, he's not KBLX, but he's a famous back. You know you know that like when the radio go at night and then it, it's like all R and B love songs and that guy Smooth talking. Jazz at eleven PM. That's Donnie what Simpson famous for that. Before you were born. Just don't it. don't worry about it. But this is Hunter Patterson, one of our uh up and coming writers from The Athletic. He's uh all in King's Country. This is this is this might be all 82 for Warriors or Kings. Like, it's, it's a lot of Kings knowledge in here. Uh, let's start with Truth Slater. Uh, what, what's the story of tonight? I mean, it was obviously Steph Curry, which you will be writing about. Uh, third, what do you finish with? 41? 41 points. So 91 points in the last two games here. Um, in two, like, big games for the Kings, right? Obviously, game seven was. But tonight even felt like, all right, you know, let's answer for, for the playoffs. And, you know, it was him. It was... That I would, I would say the the middle meat of the game, the Kings had a chance to blow it out, and he dragged them back. Um, and then late, when it felt like the Kings had like the Warriors shuddering a little bit, turning it over at pretty much every opportunity. Eight fourth quarter turnovers. Yes, uh, and and I know you'll write about this, and I know you asked some about it, and we'll credit. Um, but there's a little credit to Chris Paul and Andrew Wiggins for like this the game ceiling night night celebration, which I asked him if he did it, ever thought he would do it a little bit too early. Um, but that was it was a sweet Andrew Wiggins pass, and it was uh, 
like I said, you, you can give the hockey assist to Chris Paul because he said, hey, Andrew Wiggins, Demonis Sabonis is guarding you. Get the ball, run in action with Steph Curry, and that sealed the game. That's exactly why they want Chris Paul for moments like that. Obviously, you want him having assists. You want him, you know, scoring, hitting his mid-range. He was getting to the rim a little bit tonight, but it's those moments when everything is falling apart. You need somebody with the wherewithal to tell somebody what to do. Uh, and Draymond's not playing. He's normally that guy. So it was Chris Paul. Uh, one of the, one of the talking points was how the Kings has been doing a lot of talking since the last playoff series about how hey you know they're not the little brother and you know Warriors got lucky. Steph Curry just got hot, but you know they're as good. Uh, coming into this, what, what was the Kings' you know disposition as far as this rivalry is going, Hunter? I think physicality. They wanted to try to get up into whoever they were guarding, namely Steph. Didn't really happen. 91 in his last two games here. So um, I think a big thing, too, was just the turnovers. The I mean, it was a eight-point game. The Warriors had 26 points off the um, Kings' 14 turnovers. So I don't know. I think you can kind of close that margin a little bit by just not making simple mental mistakes that they did. I, does this? I mean, this is a Kings home opener. It was lit, and they do not like the beam. Any any possible future ramifications for this, or is this just game t- two of eighty two? Yeah, Fox said it. I mean, eighty two games. This is the second one, so I don't think it's that deep. Um, but I do think they're probably getting sick of losing to the Warriors by now. I'll get, I'll Sl- Slater, is it, it, it? That's what that's what uh, that's what De'Aaron Fox is supposed to say, right? Eighty-two games left. Is he cope? Is this is that a coping mechanism? I mean, I'm sure this one hurts, but I will give you a possible ramification. Kevin Herter's job is is uh, job security is wavering. I think a little bit. Uh, you know, what did he finish tonight? Oh, for five, zero points. So he's now one of twelve on the season. Uh, so he's not shooting well. He didn't shoot well in the playoffs, and then obviously defensively, like it, like he was supposed to shoot himself, you know, into his position so much that his defense wouldn't be a problem. Now that he's not shooting, you can see Mike Brown. You saw it in the preseason for one game. He he benched him for for Chris Duarte. Chris, Chris Duarte closes the first half tonight. You mentioned the physicality. They came back late because Duarte and Fox really turned it up on the perimeter. That, that was Monk in the playoff series. Tonight it was Duarte, like, really chasing around Steph, not Davion Mitchell. It's interesting to me that that's who Mike Brown seems to be choosing over Davion Mitchell, over Malik Monk, over Kevin Herter. And as far as ramifications, I, Mark is mostly is joking. Like, this is – they're going to be – I'm trying to start something here. Come on, yeah, guys. So they they play again Wednesday, by the way, in Chase. And the last time the Kings were in Chase Center, that game six. So, you know, if they can answer Wednesday, then it's you know, somewhat even. But ramification-wise, Kevin – like, will Kevin Herter be even starting on Wednesday is my question. The, the reason I feel like he's choosing Duarte because it's the best combination of offense and defense. But tonight, Duarte didn't hit, yeah. you know, so – he he left a window. He left a sliver for Kevin Herter, but Kevin Herter comes in, gets a wide open look. His fifth three misses it, and Mike Brown automatically looks at it like this dude's not going to make any shots. Come out of the game, get out of here. Uh, but maybe next game he'll catch. Up. I don't know. I feel like the Kings are much better team, and the Warriors are not much better. In the Warriors, they're a better team than they show. The Warriors are just a bad matchup because it's the one. It's the one team that that pressure defense like it doesn't stop Steph. It'll yeah. slow him up. It'll make him, but it doesn't. He just moves off the bar. So it's almost like most other teams. It's, it'll cause a bunch of problems, but for Steph, it doesn't. For Steph, it doesn't. For the Warriors, sometimes it does. I mean, like, look, 
they nearly blew this because the pressure made them turn it over, as you mentioned, eight times. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's some horrible matchup. I just think Steph Curry is, like, dragged under this. Yeah, that's the matchup Steph Curry's there. I'm also wondering and don't really think that Keegan's going to go six for 16 again. He had a few in and outs. Um, three of 11 from three. I don't see that happening again. Um and the, I think the more he gets going offensively, the more he, more effort he wants to put in defensively. You see him um, get kind of pissed off tonight when uh, he got hit on yeah. the, by Clay uh, and no call in the arena, kind of going wild. And he had a, like a two or three possession sequence after that. He was pissed off. He got to a, to, to the little hook, the offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. I think that's the Keegan Murray they'd like to see a little bit more. They, like you don't need to get hit in the nose to like yeah. turn it up like that. He did get in the face. Uh, other another really important uh, storyline from the Warriors because even though we got Hunter here, it still is Warriors all eighty two, oh, buddy. But uh, uh, by the way, you were point guarding this show like a Chris Paul. It's just excellent. Uh, well, we'll, we'll see what happens in the fourth quarter because they <laughs> it didn't stop the turnovers. Hey, why don't we talk about Chris Paul? He had twelve. That's where I was going. Hold on, stop trying to take my assist, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, the first, I know, right? The first. Half second unit, I think they were like minus, minus 10, 10 yeah. when Steph sits. And it looks like it looked like the Kings were in the driver's seat, ready to take this over. Third quarter, Steph happens, he goes, he goes off, and then they try it again with the second unit. They were much better this time around. Chris Paul, much like the second half of the Phoenix game, it's like, hey, you put the big on me, I'm going in. We're, we see 38 Chris, 38 year old Chris Paul driving, he's like. Orchestrating Clay coming off screen, setting up stuff. Wasn't this like the this was the Chris Paul they expected with the second unit, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you know, he mentioned a post game, but like because of the way teams have to guard their the Warriors shooters, and the fact that you know a lot of times he's out there with Sarich as the five. Uh, he, this he's like this is as open as the paint's been in a while, and you're seeing it. He he has not been shooting layups the last few years. Like the closest he gets is like eight feet out. Right now, like he's literally getting to the rim. He's getting. He can't believe it either. He was like <laughs> layups, and now he's really mad at himself about the mid range. He said he thinks he's one of seventeen from the mid range. I think that's an exaggeration, but um, yeah, he looks good. By the way, so twelve assists. So he's twenty one assists and four turnovers through two games. Honestly, that's a bad finish because at one point he was nineteen assists, one turnover for the season. But yeah, it, it's working. It's working on the court, and as we've mentioned on several podcasts, it's really working off the court. You're in that locker room, Marcus. Like he's just like fitting in very well. Uh, he's very easy to converse with, not only for me and you to converse with, but clearly for teammates. He's like, holding court with the whole team, yeah, everybody, and he's just smart. You, he just has the wisdom, and and you just forget, how, like. Not even just how many years he's played, but, you know, it's like I'm talking to him tonight and we're talking a little bit about uh, Oklahoma City and he's, like, talking about his, like, mentorship of Shea and he's, like, about to call Shea because they beat Cleveland tonight and it's just like, uh, you just, like, oh, yeah, this guy's, like, mentored, like, half the league. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he was talking to Corey Joseph about how when Corey Joseph was 15, he used to hang with Chris Paul at Wake Forest. And he's like, hey, yeah, man, remember he used to hang with us? What what year is this for Steph? 15, right? Yeah, he was Steph's mentor when Steph was young. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no question. Just, North uh, Carolina I mean, we know this stuff, but when you're really around it, you're just like, okay, yeah, you see it. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. So, uh, why can't they guard Chris Paul? Um, pick and roll defense ain't where it needs to be. So, first and foremost, I think they may not have expected this, which kind of goes to game plan a little bit. But um, Ooh, That's a shot at Mike Brown, right? I wouldn't say that. Who's really expect? I mean, before the season started, honest opinions from both of y'all, y'all expected this to be CP? Um, see, maybe I, <laughs> that was playing, a that was a deep breath. That was a he's playing better than I thought right away. He's fit in better. I mean, I I feel like now in retrospect it makes sense because I'm like, you know, he, he's like, dude, I've adapted to every team I've been on. I mean, he is just an extremely smart player. Now I think one of the things that has helped him early on it sounds weird, but no Draymond because Draymond, like him and Draymond, are really going to overlap as far as like playmaking, need the ball, need to kind of control some stuff. So. It might get a little bit thornier then, but I think he's kind of free to be the point guard. Which So it is kind of more comfortable for him than it probably would have been if Draymond was out there. The issue is, like, who do they commit? Especially when Chris Paul's on the court together. They put so many resources at Steph. Mm-hmm. Like, now you got somebody you actually have to deal with. Where in the past, you know, Jordan Poole didn't play that great in the playoffs. So you kind of didn't have to deal with that so much so. I remember they were playing Terrence Davis. Like Now it's like, all right, if you got to put two defenders out there to slow down the point guard, that's becoming – that's why I think you saw Chris the Duarte. The point guard, you mean? The point with a D – with a W, G-A-W-D. Uh, uh, I, well, by the way, I wanted to ask you, what do you th- – like Warriors fans are all in. It's not even just the Warriors, like people and like Steve Kerr, and they are all in on Chris Paul. They're in love with him at this point. Warriors fans are kind of in right now. Are they in? It Two feels like in, it to I me. So. I feel maybe people could tweet at me who listen to this, like Warriors All Eighty Two listeners. But like, it feels like he has suddenly and quickly gained a very high approval rating because, you know, last season I think was hard on a lot of people. Though you know, <laughs> some of the mistakes and the, the strange play, and obviously you know, it was a rough season for a lot of Warriors yeah. fans. Yeah. And I just think just the, the calmness, the assisted turnover, just even like the some of the antics. I do feel like when the ball is in the hands of Chris Paul, a lot of people feel better. Like, all right, all right it's not going to be a turnover here. It's not going to be a turnover. But I did want to get to depth. Uh, oddly enough, I mean, the, the Kings were supposed to, you know, deal with some depth issues. They got, you know, uh, Sasha Vazankov, right? Why didn't he play Vazankov more? He hit two threes early. I mean, he can't de- guard it. I was going to say, so. defense, defense is the, actually the answer, yeah. but – 
motherfucker. Hey, he, he was he, chucking too, boy. He came he in was, like he they were like well too. I didn't really expect him to be like that intuitive when people overplay him. He cuts and kind of opens the floor up a little bit for the Kings. Ten points in twelve minutes and six. a plus one. Yeah. And and like I didn't mind the deep three because he just hit two. He's a shooter. Yeah. No, it, it, no. That, that to me, that's what stood out. Like like he like he it's a very Clay Thompson. Like Fox found him for it too. Yeah, it was like it's very like Clay Thompson. Like, hey, I'm here to do my thing. Yeah, like, yeah. if I'm, there's no hesitation. No, like, let me no, work my no way. Omri Caspi out there. No, no, Caspi to Omri But uh, interestingly enough, the Warriors bench really outplayed the Kings bench. Uh, tell us what you're writing about. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll probably mostly focus on Moody and Kaminga. Obviously, it's two games into year three, but it's it it dates back further, right? It's the preseason. It's camp. It's um, the lead up, even the last two years, Moody's playoffs last year. Kerr has mentioned a couple times. Uh, they look like like must play rotation guys. What? So Kaminga, twenty six minutes off the bench tonight. He's at plus nine, twelve points, five rebounds, including a massive defensive rebound down the stretch. Uh, Moses Moody, ten points. He's a plus eleven. He plays twenty one minutes. The plan, the script going into the game, the first two games has not been to give Moses Moody twenty minutes. He's played himself into probably an extra six, seven, uh, you know, three steals. I thought one of the biggest sequences of the game was he Moody hits a three, which by the way his shot looks great right now. Uh, he hits a three. Then on the other end, he like reads a, a baseline pass. It might have been by Fox to the corner, and he steals it in, as he's falling out of bounds. Kicks it to Paul, who hits it ahead to Clay. And this is when Steph's about to re-enter. And this is at the end of a, a, a stint that they were very plus without Steph. And did you remember Steph's about to enter, but he's hanging out with Kenny Atkinson, yeah, 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 and he's yeah. like on Kenny Atkinson's back. They're piggybacking, like please hit this Clay, like right in front. And then Clay hits it, and it, like. It felt at the time it felt, felt kind of like, like game. that's game. <laughs> now it didn't end up being it, but to me that that little pocket right there that was all Moses Moody. That's hustle. That's his shot. Uh, they they love how he's playing right now. Hunter, if you were general manager of the Kings, who's the one guy on the Warriors bench you would you would put on the Kings to make them instantly better right now? Um. I mean, I can't say Moody after as much credit as you just gave him. So it would have to. Would that be him though? I mean, he is in the right place at the right time all the time. So I think he would bring more stability. But I think I really like the way uh, Kaminga just crashes a glass. He got an offensive interference at one point in the game just because he was crashing and didn't care who was in front of him. Um, he did have a tip dunk at one point, and I think the Kings just need that energy. You want to know a funny story about the tip dunk? Marcus was in the locker room, too. The tip dunk was nobody would ever say this because it was his teammate, but it was on Trace Jackson Davis, and Trace was kind of, like, sad in the locker room. Like, he felt like he got dunked He's on. like, man, my old guy dunked on me, yeah. But I'm like, I didn't know, like, does that count? Like it counts for Trace, maybe it counts. For, on, it clearly counted for him, which we should probably. He was on the court, by the way. That's another. Yeah, that's uh, another thing. Yeah. I asked uh, Kaminga about it. He was like Kaminga's response: "Better get used to it. There's more coming." Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. He was saying that, and then uh, it, Kaminga was the last guy in the locker room tonight, and Paul was leaving, and uh, Kaminga was uh, telling them they need to get connect on some lobs. Because he was like, Draymond throws me a lot of lobs. But, you know, Chris is going to. And then Chris was like, I told you, get ahead of the play. I'll find you. So they think it's coming. We'll see. But, but we really haven't seen the lob game, the Chris Paul lob game. Should we talk about Trace Jackson, Davis? We should. But, but I want to be sure you say Kaminga, right? I'm saying Kaminga. Yeah. What if it could be Wiggins? Would you take Wiggins or Kaminga? 
Wiggins coming off the bench? No, Wiggins put one of them on the Kings. Wiggins or Kaminga, which one are you talking? talking this season or overall? Right now. Right now, give me JK. Mm. Ooh, that's, a that's a hot take. I was trying to get a hot take out <laughs> no, of him. I got it. What I've seen, I think um, Kaminga just seems like he has support from like one to fifteen, all the coaches. Um, and if he's not crashing the glass, he's almost in trouble. So I think that coupled with a couple threes um, and just his overall athleticism and like urge to play, I, I think I'm taking him over over Wiggs off the bench at this point. Wow. You know who I think the head coach might pick? Gary Payne. Gary Payne? That's, that's who he's picking. That's exactly who he's picking as GP. Who hit a three? GP two hit a three. So uh, the insertion of Trace Jackson Davis when Sarge has uh, had four fouls points to, like, first off, the fact that he's throwing this rookie out here. Like, you know. We talked about it, right? We talked about it. It was coming. You could feel like it was coming. He was searching. I mean, I even kind of asked him about it. He skirted around it a little bit. And, again, it was Sarge got foul trouble. That's why I put him in. But I just felt like Steve has been wanting to put him in. And he mentioned it. Different element. Lob threat, verticality at the rim. Um, They think he's going to be good. You know, I've I've asked the Warriors people at times over the course of the summer into even now, right? Jeremiah Robinson Earl was cut recently that's an interesting big they don't want anyone blocking Trey Jackson Davis because they think he's gonna be pretty good and honestly like I see what they see like he seems like he's right now like can be a rotation big like not a like nothing terrific and outstanding but like doesn't make mistakes efficient pretty good at the rim big yeah. somewhat of a shot blocking threat which physical they don't really have. and uh smart and very easy to get along with in the locker room, right? I mean, it's like, I don't know. He checks a lot of boxes for, like, what you want. You know, it was interesting with the Kings who can throw multiple bigs at you. I mean, it was a lot of JaVale McGee tonight, right? But, you know, we've seen Alex Lynn come in, and they just have that size. Even Harrison Barnes plays big against the Warriors because he's physical. To You know, the fact that they're doing this, everybody wanted the Warriors to get a big, and it makes perfect sense. Size is going to be their issue all season. Uh, they drafted one. Can he? Yeah, that's the question is can he be that? Is he, He's probably better than who they could have gotten, right? I mean, that's the bottom line, right? He's probably better than who they could have gotten. Let me ask you, do you think right now they prefer having Trey Jackson Davis or Dwight Howard? I mean, they clearly made a choice, right? Like <laughs> They could have had Dwight Howard. You don't Howard. need to go deep into that, but. Uh yeah, um, they drafted a big. That's what, and they gave him by the way two guaranteed year deal and a, is they, he's on a four year deal now. The last two are team options, but incredibly cheap and looks to me like a player. But we don't need to get too much into him. We played four minutes, didn't take a shot, got dunked on apparently. Uh, any any uh, you know, silver lining that Fox looked like fourth quarter Fox again, man. He was just unstoppable. Even Steph was like, sometimes there's nothing you can do. He's just so good. Yeah, I think he was talking about it a little bit in in the post-game pressure, but he has to harness that. So it's not like he always has to be fourth-quarter Fox. Fourth-quarter Fox is a good thing, but it's like... You want him to be first-quarter Fox instead? First, second, third, and fourth. So so you want him to have 100 points? Nah, I, I think like just evenly distribute the scoring. You don't have to just put 20 up in every quarter. Um and I think he's aware of it, too. He has to kind of harness that intensity throughout the game and not just call on it when it has to be called on. He, he has a difficult job this year, though, because you saw it in the fourth when he turned it up on offense. He also turned it up on defense. Yeah. And he's a really, he can be a really good perimeter defender. And the tough 
part for him and Mike Brown, clearly. He's like, you don't want your best scorer to also have to be your, like, hardest-working perimeter defender. But he's the best at both, right? So, I, Especially facing these guards, right? Like, there was a time where, like, Chris Paul's bringing it up and he's got the ball and Fox is on him and he kicks it ahead to Sarich. He's like... Yeah, I'm not fooling with you, man. Like, because Fox is like sneaky, right? Like, you know, so it almost feels like he you you go put him on every guard, Jamal Jamal Murray, Steph Curry, but you know, Hunter is saying, yeah, do that and get twenty a quarter, right? That's not at all what I'm saying. No, I think it's just a matter of not having to always score twenty to thirty or twenty. To- Isn't that on his teammates to actually like you know make shots? That is, that is, but I think. There's a balance, though, of just being aggressive throughout the game that he's capable of. He does kind of have a tendency to ease his way, lull his way into games. I think it's somewhat of his personality. Um, I think this was a strategic thing. Like Steve said, they were taking away threes. So it opened up the middle. He's got to drive and. I mean, Looney, Looney is great against the Kings usually, but he doesn't see a rim protector when he's coming off the screen. They're chasing over the top. Like, that's that's a cakewalk for De'Aaron Fox. That's what he does, right? Yeah. I mean, they also – you were talking about threes getting taken away. They took 40 tonight, um, and at the end of the first quarter, they were like 6 of 13-ish, something like that, and then they just flamed out. So, I, again, don't think they're going to be 12 – but I do think that's part of it is because they're like they're contesting, they're making them make. You know, there was a lot of extra pass threes in the first in the first half. The words are like, "Hey man, just they feel fine with Fox going to the rim. Like, just don't let Keegan Murray go crazy from three. Like, it feels like that's what they prefer. I mean, the Kings making twelve threes and Fox hitting five of them is not their typical formula. Um, you know, he's the one that's supposed to be passing after the threes, but that's where Herders like disappearing act is hurting them a lot and you know I mean Keegan Murray 3 of 11 it's okay uh yeah not really okay it's kind of bad yes it's not usual but I don't know any anything else Warriors uh no Corey Joseph they're only playing nine I mean they're nine's firm by the way Draymond Green uh Went live after shoot around day. We actually got booted at the end of shoot around because Draymond was setting up for a um, five on five, and he's going to practice tomorrow. And it sounds like Houston's a possibility for a return. Um, you know, he's going on the trip. If it's not Houston, it might be New Orleans, but it's close. It's very close, and that does yeah. that scrambles. I know it's only two games in, but you're starting to feel like oh, it's kind of a firm nine man rotation. They're figuring some stuff out. Draymond is going to. Complicate things again it, in a crowded rotation. It feels like there's they're uh, they're gonna go two point guards. It's either Steph or Chris Paul, or is that a Kings thing? Like, hey, if you play a good team, we're not gonna throw a third PG out there. But it's like there was a point too where Steph, I think he finished the well. First off, he had that weird rotation pattern where he sat the last what four minutes of the first quarter and then didn't come in to like nine minutes in the second quarter. That was like a long seven-minute stretch there. But he he came out in the middle of the fourth when you thought like, hey, he might play the whole fourth, came out a couple minutes, and that got him under 35. But he was he was on pace for 37. So it was like it feels like they're trying to keep the minutes down but also play both of them uh, and only them. At some point, it feels like they might need a third point guard somewhere. But maybe against lesser teams, you can get away with it. Draymond Green. 
Draymond Green's going to have to play some third point guard. I mean, he, what does Draymond Green really think he is? Position? Point forward. There you go. Old school Billy Owens. You don't know nothing about Billy Owens. Before the Kings were, you know, any good, they had this guy named Billy Owens out of Syracuse. Lefty. He was Boy, the he original was point forward. Like, you were not born. It doesn't matter. So I'm educating you now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Could you be the third point guard? I mean, the way you're, you know, leading this show. Yeah, I'm just, I'm being my Andrew Wiggins tonight. He made the the pass of his life. He's trying to tell me that he's got dimes, but I'm like, you ain't never made a pass like that. And uh, yeah. I do think he's an underrated passer, but that was kind of a spectacular pass. So I feel obligated to match Wiggins' energy and be a point guard. You know what I'm saying? Drop dimes. You feel me? I do. But speaking of dimes, too, I think Malik. Um, off the bench. He was kind of trash. Uh, I'm talking about Malik, the sister, right now. So he second um, behind Domas. Um, him and JaVale have a little bit of chemistry, but I think the more it can kind of be him and Domas at some point in the game, later in the games, that could be beneficial for the Kings. I don't know. He only played 18 minutes. A notorious warrior killer. I, th- I thought mm. we'd see more from him. Notorious. Well, Duarte, 26 minutes. Um... I think the Kings has got to get Trey Lyles back and go to Trey Lyles at the five. I mean, JaVale McGee is a backup center, but, I mean, how many mistakes did JaVale McGee make tonight? How about him going to, like, the hook at one point? I just, I don't know. In my opinion, I just think Trey Lyles at the five, more small ball. More of a Zankoff I would like to see. But that's me. That's all you get. All right. uh, Slater's out of here. He's heading to Houston Houston and New Orleans. And then we're – I'll holler at y'all back. We we might do. We're doing. We're. I think we might do Monday night after the New Orleans game, like a plus minus. All right, yeah, let's. We we can do that. Uh, Hunter Patterson, what, what what's going on with your life after this? I will. We be don't here. care. We're out of no, here. No, no, we do care. Big game. Sunday I was about to say I'll be back Sunday. So Lakers. Lakers. Kings. Yeah, Lakers Kings. I'll actually see y'all. Wednesday. I can't even troll him without like. Come you on, can. I'm just trying to troll him. That's my man right there. But I'll uh, I'll also be at. What should still be Oracle, but Chase on Wednesday. So I'll see y'all. November 1st for USC legend Hunter Patterson for Warriors extraordinaire Anthony Slater. I am your point guard, Marcus Thompson. I thought you were about to give Oklahoma State a shout-out there. I mean, you went USC. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of rocking with Pac-12. You feel me? That's our West Coast League. We go, We out of here. We got one more year, so forget y'all. Y'all, y'all already get everything over in the Big 12. Like, forget y'all. We need to win tomorrow. Yeah, you do, you do. All right, we're out of here. Peace.